Good morning, Michaela. Welcome on VH Berries. Thank you, Victor. Thank you for having me. So you are an author, an entrepreneur, and at the beginning, you were from Australia. Yes, I am. I am born and raised in Australia, and I came to Canada when I got married. My husband is Canadian, and I'm a high school teacher by training. That's what I studied in Australia. And when I moved here, it was a lot harder to teach different country little bit more difficult so I taught for a little while and then I did lots of other things so at the beginning you were an English teacher no I was um, history and sociology and I taught I taught grade 11 and I had just gotten married so I was 23 and when I first came into the classroom they thought I was just a one of them, another student. They didn't realize I was the teacher. So uh, I taught very briefly and then I went on to other things. Like I had my own cookie business for a while. I baked and sold cookies. And then and then we had the, the kids, the triplets. Michaela, everything is linked in a, in a way because you teach, as you say, uh, sociology. And when you're writing, for example, a book uh, for children, It's, it is a sociology. Yes, that's true. And I think when I stopped teaching and I had the kids, I put all my teaching skills towards my children because having three at once is kind of like having a little classroom, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. And so um, can you tell me a little bit more about uh, the work that you are doing in this company called uh, Arbonne, who is um, making a project for skin, uh, for healthcare? Yes. So I got involved about eight years ago. My kids by then were like 14 and I needed something to do. I was, I kind of lost myself when you give a hundred percent to yourself, to your kids for, for so long. And my husband traveled a lot and I was with the kids all the time, which was great. But a part of me, I had kind of lost. So a friend of mine approached me about this little business that she was doing on the side. And I wasn't really didn't really care about skincare at the time. I didn't really care what I put on. I just kind of used whatever. But um, it was it just ticked the boxes for business-wise. Like it was a, something to do that was flexible, that fit in with my schedule, that would make allow me to make money. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago I really started being aware of the importance of what we put on our bodies is just, just as important as what we eat and put in our bodies. And to me, that was super, super important. And especially, you know, the last year and a half with people getting sick, you want to be really, really aware of what we're eating and what we're using. And I just learned so much, like, you know, our skin is our largest organ and so much is, a, is absorbed into our skin. So I sh if I'm going to be eating properly, I might as well be using safer, cleaner products. So that's how I got involved. And I'm very passionate now about sharing this with other people because I think it's just so important. And when I'm listening to you, I feel that you are connected to the philosophy of this company. Yes, it's a it's a wonderful company and it's a company about giving back as well. And I was brought up always to volunteer your time and to give back to others. And the company Arban has a charitable foundation that really helps youth with mental health, which is so important, especially the last year and a half. And it's a company where you, you can't succeed unless you help other people which is wonderful because I'm all about helping others. I, I love that. Teaching others, showing them something that's safer and showing people if they want to build a business as well, that's another part of the business as well. 
So basically, this is consulting. So in which part of the process uh, of the conception of the product, for example, are you involved in? Okay, so it's a company where I'm a consultant. So I, per se, am not um, involved at all in making of the products, but because there's There's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of consultants, but we are responsible for being the product of the product because it's a word-of-mouth advertising business and we don't have a brick-and-mortar shop. Um, we are responsible for showing people, you know, my hair is shiny because my products are really good. You know, when people <laughs> say to me, oh, your skin looks so good. Yes, it's because my products and this is what I do. So my job is to really educate people on something safer that they're already using. People are already using shampoo and creams. My job is to explain to them why they should be switching to something that's a safer brand for them. That's interesting. So you mean that uh, Arbonne doesn't have a physical store anywhere in the world? No, they do not. It's all online, which is fabulous because especially the last year and a half when we couldn't go out anywhere, you can still build your business globally on your computer, on your phone, um, and everything's delivered to people's doors. So I don't have to run around. So it means I have a I have a small team in Hawaii and I don't live in Hawaii, but I met this wonderful girl in Hawaii. So I can build my business in Hawaii and I can build it right now. We're in six different countries. Um, Australia, the UK, the US, Poland, New Zealand, and the UK. So I can uh, build it anywhere there with my phone or my computer. Yeah, no, I just think it's really important to teach people. I think people are a little hesitant Um, if the, if it's not a brick and mortar shop, if they haven't heard of it, and I think more and more businesses now are going online, and online sales for many companies are actually outtaking um, in in shop in person. But I ha actually have a very interesting fact for you. Um, we use a lot of products every day, and women, on an average, they say use about 168 chemicals on their skin just through a, using around 12 products from toothpaste to deodorant to creams and that's a lot of toxins on your skin and it's a very unregulated industry the u.s ban 11 ingredients that are toxic from their skincare products the eu ban 1400 and arbon voluntarily banned 2000 so the difference between 11 products that are toxic and 2000 is huge People don't understand what they're using and what's in their products. And in addition to uh, this uh, product that can be uh, harmful mm -hmm. for the body, yes. um, there is also the issue of, you know, um, a packaging that has a lot of plastic bags and uh, a lot of trees. Exactly. And so Arbonne is a certified B Corporation, which is very hard to get certification. There's a lot of rigorous testing. And when you become a B Corp, you are held to higher standards in terms of sustainability, sustainably sourced ingredients, packaging. So we use a lot of repurposed packaging. We use um, plant-based dyes. And I love that. We have an amazing recycling program as well. I think there's only 3,500 B Corps in the world. So it's, it's, it's a huge thing to be a certified B Corporation, which I'm very proud of. For <laughs> so in 2020, Um, we saw a surge, you know, on the online sales. I guess that it has affected uh, Arbonne. Yes, we had an amazing year. Arbonne did incredibly well because not a, health and wellness is a $4.2 trillion dollar industry. I mean, years ago, years and years ago, 
who had a trainer was really people that celebrities had trainers. Now, more and more people are having personal trainers using protein powders and are a lot more aware of health and wellness. And I think especially what we've learned in the last year and a half is two things. One is we have to take better care of our bodies and be in better health. So that comes with what we eat, how we move and what we're using on our bodies. And the other thing is too, is I think we have to be aware of to plan for impact, to have a plan B. And so many people lost jobs and it was heartbreaking to see. But this business that I'm in allows people to have a side gig that can help them, you know, um, create additional income. And that's another part of the business that I really love. I like the word um, that you used. Uh, impact? Uh, no, the word, um, the, the fact to follow someone's progress. So are you doing the same? I do. I mean, part of what we do is offer great customer service. I mean, it's, it's everyone's individual business. But for me, I'm a, I'm a people person. I love people. And so I follow, yes, I am always asking my clients keeping track of my clients, gifting my clients, you know, sharing the love because they should, you know, if they're going to support me, I have to support them and let them know what we have and what's coming up and so things like that. And Michaela, you did a great job because um, before meeting you, I guess that I've saw uh, this uh, brand before on the internet. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> and in addition of uh, your career in entrepreneurship, <laughs> you uh, wrote a book um, around four years ago called uh, Three Times the Fun. Yes, I actually, I wrote it, actually I wrote it when the kids were four years old. They're 23 now. And then I put it aside because I was very busy when they were four. And it was two years ago, actually, that I self-published it. I had this... I met this lovely lady in Montreal who has a small publishing house, Axel Publishing Services, I think it's called. And um, she helped me self-publish the book. So we got it. We worked with an illustrator. We redid all the pictures. Um, I wrote it all and I worked closely with him. And it's not so easy to write a children's book. People think, <laughs> oh, it's so easy. You write a few words. But the flow has to be right. Like the pictures had to be just right to bring out the characters. And of course, the characters are based on my own children <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so it was fine it was a really it was a wonderful process writing that I before COVID I had a couple I did a book launch I did some book signings and I actually did a reading to some kids in a in a chapters bookshop which was a lot of fun and it's been well received by a lot of people who have read it it's been it's nice to hear all the comments come in about it This is very true because if you make only one mistake on the book, for example, uh, the child uh, attention will shift dramatically. Yes. <laughs> yes, very true. I mean, you really have to get the way it looks and the way the words flow. It really has to be perfect. You're right, because their attention span is so short and it really is for four-year-olds and up, not just for multiples, it's really a book explaining what it means to be a multiple, but through the eyes of four-year-old triplets. So it's a great book for singleton kids who don't understand the concept. When I was pregnant, I had adults not really understand, what do you mean you're having triplets, like three babies at once? <laughs> I'm like, if, if adults have a hard time, children for sure are not going to understand what that means to have three babies in your stomach at the same time. So that's how I came about to write the book. And that also includes uh, to um, 
add illustration. I don't know if the, it's the great ratio, but a one per page. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a wonderful illustrator. Noah Paperman was amazing. And we worked very closely because I wanted them to be just so and the clothes they wear, the colors that you put on the page, it all has to stand out. Um, yeah, I think it was one page, one illustration per page that could have been two on the second on a couple of pages but yeah you want them big and bold and bright and yes stand out for sure so the readers are following uh three children's and they go through a lot of adventure like they are fighting and they also have a love between us between uh them yes very true they yes it was it was to show people that even though you're born at the same time you still can be individuals and uh, they've always been known as the triplets but they're all very different they look different their personalities are different but they do fight but they do love each other very much and uh, so that's what the, the book really explains is that um, just because you're born together does not mean you lump everything together you know you're in the individual people And um, the childrens and your childrens are also are also growing. So which means that um, a children book uh, is not going to be adapted for them in the future. So you need to write some essays. <laughs> yeah. the, I would love to write more books. Actually, my father wrote. My father was a wonderful writer, and he wrote my kids an adventure story when they were little one of our trips to Australia to go visit to keep them quiet in the car he started telling this story and it just kept going and going and going and I have I actually have the book typed out of all the adventures um, that he had told to my children so that would be my next book to publish actually it would be my father he's not alive anymore but it would be a tribute to him to publish that So now we know that in uh, in let's say two years we'll see Michaela back in every library. So I hope so. That would be lovely. That would be really really nice. Yeah. And when you are doing a book like this, what questions are you asking yourself? Because um, there is so so much implicit meanings, and you need to deliver a special messages. I think for me the message was how can I get across to people that because they were born together, they're still individuals. They're not, you know, it must be harder for identical twins because people look at two. And when, oh. when we, in our old house, we grew up with a family across the road from us, the kids grew up, there was a, a family that had identical triplet boys. Yes, whoa. and it's like, whoa, when you look at them. With my kids, you don't see that they're identical, except when you, when they were babies and we walked them, of course, at the same time and they were dressed the same, you, you know, people <laughs> would stop and I used to walk, I had a double stroller and a single and my mum would come and help and I would walk with my head down and my mum would say, why are you walking with your head down? Because um, so, I couldn't walk two feet without somebody stopping us and asking us because, you know, it, we were a little show. 23 years ago, there were not a lot of triplets and, you know, three little babies at the same time. We could never go to anywhere and people in the supermarket feel compelled to ask you, oh, triplets, were they natural? Did you have help? How much weight did you put on? And, and uh, does it really matter? <laughs> you know, but people are very interested, so. I totally understand now the fact to recognize that uh, each one of these triplets uh, has Uh, their own uh, singularity and their own personality. Yes, and I think that's very important because, you know, you don't, 
as much as they are lumped and grouped together as the triplets, they're their own people. And you have to foster that individuality. And I think that's very important for them as well. And did your own ch children uh, read the, the book? <laughs> have they read it? They did read it. Um, I, th I think they enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, they'll read it. I'll be reading it to their kids one day, <laughs> to my grandkids one day down the road. So that will be a nice thing to do. Absolutely. So uh, all these adventure in this book are happening uh, in Canada? Oh, yes, I guess. So in the back of the book, there is um, a page of the real triplets. So we have photos oh. of me and the kids. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So it's kind of nice for people to put a, a, a face to the characters. Um, yeah, we've had lots of fun adventures with the kids. So I have to say, I mean, this could be a great series of children's books because you could write all the adventures that they've had. Um, but for now, it's that one. And hopefully in the future, I'll be able to write others. And what I uh, I found very inspiring is that from these virtual stories, uh, it comes to uh, physical uh, meetings with, for example, you said it, um, some um, uh, book meeting, you know, when you're uh, making some signature on it. Yeah, that was fun. We actually took the dog. I have a dog as well. And we took him to the book signings. <laughs> So between the kids and the dogs, it was it was a lot of fun. But it was a lot of fun because I actually got to sit and read my book to little kids sitting in front of me and they oh. were just sitting and watching and listening and, and that's the real test of a good book, right? That none of the kids run away when you're in the middle of reading it. So it was it was good. That's very true because it could be amazing if every, you know, primary school uh, had this book on uh, their uh, bookshelf. That would be great, Victor. Maybe you could put a word in for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michaela. Thank you. It was a pleasure.